Hi, this is Julie. Welcome to the Grounded Podcast. I am 33 years old, and since I left my parents' house like 10 years ago, I moved out dozens of times in Belgium. I have been living in different places abroad also, so I think it wouldn't be exaggerated to say that I have some difficulties to settle down. I think for some people it's pretty easy to know where they want to live, but for some other ones, like me I guess, it's definitely an existential question. In this episode, I will visit my friends Daria and Hera. They live in a small village, quite close to Bayramic, which is in the western part of Turkey. They used to live in the city, but they made this decision to move to the countryside. Um, I used to call myself a city person, but the more I travel, the less I like to live in the cities. So I'm wondering, what does it involve to live in a small village? How could I earn money? Is the countryside always a green paradise? Yeah, I have all those questions and it was really great for me to talk to some people who made those uh, life changes. And in this podcast, I offer you to listen to two different stories and I hope you will enjoy it. Have a good listening. Nice to see you. Yeah, how was the trip? How was the journey? Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. It's almost ready. Just collect the bubble. So I'm here. Now we are in Çavuşlu, which is a village around Bayramic. It was 2006 when I decided to leave city. I lost all my connections, I think, with the city. Uh, I was in Ankara and I was a translator. I wasn't going to the cinemas or theaters or, you know, bars, cafes. I wasn't going out to meet some people. And second, I had a problem with the reality. The city life doesn't seem very real. My job or the things that I can relate, they weren't real. They were imitations, superficies. And also, I was too much theoretical person. I studied philosophy, by the way, in the university. And I was always in my head thinking or dreaming or <laughs> analyzing that kind of person. And I wasn't using my hands. I wasn't doing or creating anything physically and that was uh, something I was very missing. So the founder of permaculture, Bill Mollison, who is an Australian guy, came to Istanbul. Also there was an American woman, Penny Livingston, who was doing permaculture in uh, LA. Uh, they came to Turkey to give courses and I went them and I realized, oh, that's, that's the thing I was looking for all my life. Thank you. 
agriculture, uh, the term is coming from the mixture of permanent and agriculture actually. So they wanted to create a system that can sustain itself without outputs. All the needs of the components can be answered by the other components so that you don't need anything from outside and it can sustain itself endlessly. They started with small farms but now you can create such systems in cities, in megapoles, metropoles. Actually they don't advise people to live in big cities. <laughs> they think the biggest city should be 30,000 people. There was a woman actually we met in the courses so she found a farm that we can practice permaculture. Yeah and in that farm I met with Daria, she was a volunteer in there. Somehow we have a connection with a couple living in this village in Bayramich. They were living alone in a huge area and they needed some help and we decided to live with them and made a slip straw house. You mix clay with hay and you make some wooden frames and put the mixture inside the frames and quickly and easily you can build a mud house. After you finish the walls you plaster them and you make the roof and it is ready. In two and a half months we made a house which was uh, 30 square meter big. Then, one year later, we decided to move to the village now we are living. And that's how we came here. <laughs> okay. It's a long story. <laughs> yeah, a very short version of a very long story. <laughs> okay. And how is life here in the village? How would you describe it? Uh, actually, we are at the border of the village. And we are not too much having communication with the villagers, actually. But still... Uh, we are inside the village and um, people here are a bit um, conventional. They don't use to people outside their culture and they don't push you out, but they always feel hesitated about you. <laughs> so we are not uh, 100% comfortable in here. For example, we don't make yoga in the garden. Do you still feel a bit like an outsider here in the village? Yes, of course. I mean, I have some friends, of course. Uh, I sometimes go to the cafe, we talk. But even if we can have some intimate relations and intimate talks, still our point of views and concepts are too different. There is always a level that you can approach each other. We love them, but <laughs> it's... Uh, limited relation. Um, what do you do for living? That was always a question. <laughs> so there was the option of earning from the rural life and somehow I didn't want it. I didn't want to have a money relation with the place where I'm living. That was a very strong feeling that I had. I continued making translations. I could make it with a computer and anywhere that have electricity. <laughs> Still, I'm a bit confused about it because I really don't like looking to a computer screen. But it's easy for me. Would you be afraid to spoil a bit on the love that you have for the land if you start to make money with it? Maybe, maybe. Or uh, I will be stressed about it. But I think I should try it. <laughs> maybe I'm just a lazy person to change my behaviors. I don't know. I earn little. But it's very okay to live in here. And you, could you explain a bit what you do for living? I produce some mm, soap and 
some herbal for hand, for lip, and for body. When we buy some body product from market, when you turn the package, you can read the ingredients and it's horrible. Actually, I took some courses. When you want to make one product, you start to read and you start to try and try and try to find your perfect recipe. And now I'm sharing with the people. We grow some food, not all, but we try. We buy stuff from villagers or from our friends. The thing we are looking for is old seed, if they use or not. It's important for us. Our time schedule, it depends on the plan. With the spring, we start to go outside to do the garden stuff, preparing stuff for summer. Then summer is more busy, we are stay outside and we are doing more stuff. We garden, collect the plants and that kind of thing. When we are going to autumn, we start preparing for winter to make some tomato sauce and dry the vegetable or fruit. And winter time, it's uh, I feel like going inside, more relaxed, uh, having my time. Yeah. The, Weather and the season affects our life a lot, actually. Yeah, it's the main difference than the city, I guess. When we came here, we are just eight people living in this place. You mean eight people coming from the city? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But for the last four years, dozens of people are coming and now we can't follow. I mean, we, we don't know each of them. Some of them are very young, 24, 25 years old and realize that no, we shouldn't <laughs> sell our souls to some stupid companies. And some of them are artists, for example. They, they can't survive in city. Some of them just came to produce their own food. Some of them came here to earn money, honey or cheese, plus 50 people retired. Uh, especially after the pandemic, people started to escape. We decided to build our own house. Uh, we bought some land. So for the last two years we were constructing the house. It's nearly finished. It's 10,000 square meters. So we can produce some fruits and some vegetables and she has some plants. Yeah, yeah. to plant some herbs to use in my product. It's my project at the moment. Okay. And where is the house? In Chirpular. It's Chirpular. about 20 kilometers away from this village. It is very close to a natural forest park, very close to mountains. Would you show us the house? Yeah, of course. Uh. Wow. Yeah, it is nearly finished. It's one room. It's like a bedroom. Mm -hmm. And this house is... Bathroom, kitchen. 
one of the reasons that we choose this village is it is very remote. Yeah, so the closest town is 40 kilometers away. I know that people are going to come here, but we were thinking that it will happen in the next 10 years. But it happened very fast and many people started to violence around the village. And then last year, uh, a construction company, a one that wants to make nice houses, uh, ecological houses, let's say, bought a land on the other side of the village. And this summer they will start to construct 20 houses. And then three weeks ago, they just bought this land uh, only 50 meters <laughs> away from us, again to make some stone houses. And it's going to be mainly for people coming from the city? At least for the summers. Yeah, summer houses. So yes, people are coming. <laughs> so we bought this land about four and a half years ago. And we paid only 9,000 lira, which is something like 1,200 euros. Now this land on our left side is nearly the same size and now they ask 130,000 liras, 15,000 euros, yeah. So nothing else gets so valuable, not gold, not any currency. And the land is always <laughs> rises more speedily than the other things. Bayramich now. This is the bazaar day. Every week we came here and we buy all the fruit, vegetables and just some little things from the supermarket. Like toilet paper and coffee and tea, that, that kind of thing. Average we spend maximum 250 liras. Because we are living in a village, the prices are very low for the rent. We are paying 300 lira so if we just earn 2000 lira we can survive sometimes we feel very lazy and we don't want to work a lot just we earn that much and that will be enough we are now in the big bazaar before we were in the small one that only the local villagers were coming but now in here we have the villagers and also the uh, industrial stuff. So as you can see, we have all kinds of fruits and vegetables. Avocado, for example, or banana, which cannot be produced around here. And we have tomatoes or cucumbers, of course, out of season now. Normally, we never buy out of season vegetables. Now we are in front of Sevin Chablas, maybe the only organic producer around here. Her items are a bit expensive, but they are totally clean and trustable. Generally, government workers and people who has money, they buy food uh, from her.
Melda, and we live 15 kilometers from Bayramich town, and we are living in a valley uh, where there are lots of vineyards and also fruit trees or orchards. And now we have a group of eight horses, and we have five dogs, four cats, and seven chickens and two roosters. <laughs> so this is all. I was trained as an architect, uh, but I did a lot of other things uh, in life. Uh, one of them was uh, working for an environmental NGO for many, many years. Uh, I was trying to stop Turkish nuclear plants. I was a campaigner. And after I managed with my campaign, and it was, of course, not just me, all over Turkey, people were saying no, uh, and this project was canceled, uh, my life as an NGO person was kind of accomplished. At the same time, I felt like I died, you know, suddenly. I was no longer having a life. And I felt like nothing ever will happen again in my life. I was working too hard, and all of a sudden, you have to stop and think what you're doing. And I looked at permaculture. So I was interested in doing some uh, work with the plants and the energy again. Uh, but then the third bridge over the Bosphorus, they wanted to build a third bridge over the uh, water. And somehow uh, these huge um, concrete feet of this flying road from the bridge uh, stepped where we are. So it was like we had to go. A friend of ours said, uh, why don't you go uh, to a place I own, you can live there. And it was close to here. Uh, so suddenly we just found ourselves here, signed a paper with the owner, and now we are living here since seven years. Okay, so how was it at the beginning to live here? Uh, perfect. Every time I went back to Istanbul for some reason, I came back and almost kissed the ground because I like to be in the quiet, apart from the animals' uh, sounds. I don't like cars. I don't like buildings which are taller than two stories. <laughs> so even though I'm a city person for half a century, uh, I felt very much at ease here. I'm a person driven by drives, motivation. For example, we don't have the grid here, no electricity from the government, and I'm using renewable energy. This is uh, wind and electricity from the sun. And we compost all of our stuff. We have three compost toilets. And that was the first thing I learned in my uh, permaculture design course. So I'm motivated by <laughs> some ideas, like having a compost toilet is something, I love it. Uh, people uh, need the connection. People need to step on the earth and be under the sky. But I don't know if everyone finds what they are looking for. Uh, some people are disappointed too. I mean, they are not all living in a paradise when they move from the city. For example, I was dreaming that our horses could be freer. But next door, there's the apple trees, uh, that, which are commercial. Uh, so if our horses go and eat those apple trees, it would be a conflict. We had to put them in limitation. And also pesticides. People come to the countryside hoping that they will get some fresh air and things. But uh, in our place, apples are the most poisonous, maybe, you know. They spray them like 20 plus day, uh, times a year. Maybe they told you there's some uh, gold mining uh, threat in this region. Uh, other kinds of mining activities too, not just gold. Uh, so there's a nearby village and they cut all the trees and there was kind of a landslide uh, danger on top of the village. Uh, but then they stopped it uh, because people said no. But there are other projects. If you see a map of here, 
every corner they are planning some kind of gold mine or some other mine. I mean, you cannot run away from problems. Uh, we have to stay and say, please don't. <laughs> That's uh, what we do. My name is Mahir. So when I first came here with my partner Melda, uh, I have deliberately chosen to stay within the boundaries of my knowledge. So it paid. I mean, uh, this is a working stable now. We have nice and healthy horses. We have nice riding facilities. I don't like to be advocating bad things and talk about disasters and things like that. But a little word of warning, maybe. In the anonymity of the big city, you are more, how do I say, free from eyes of the friends and other people. In the village life, you are all too transparent. You don't have personal space and personal time. People turn sour when they are always together 24 hours, seven days. I have seen within this last eight years, many young people really suffering. Uh, when they come into contact with this harsh reality, it takes more time for them to adjust than for an old man like me. Uh, my partner really suffered. She wanted to turn this place into a botanical heaven of some sort. But this is not a prime agricultural area. You may see the green leaves around you, but this is just grapevines and olive trees. This is just like a desert, actually. And that's why I chose this place. It's nice for the horses. Therefore, we had this kind of imbalance between expectations. In time, suppose we kind of managed miraculously, but that wasn't easy. There's no secret formula for that. Maybe the most important thing living in here is to have a real communication with yourself. Mm. So when you wake up or generally, what do I want to do today? It is very easy when you move to rural to have a pressure to produce your own food, to deal with garden. That, that seems to be the only option. But then at some point I realized that is it really the thing I want? <laughs> and I realized that, I mean, come on, I'm not a soil person. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of fighting to learn all these things, I realize I can do whatever I want in here. That's the point. For example, I'm learning clarinet and uh, that was always what I wanted to do, to play some music. And I have some friends here and we play music. Or um, I daydream. That's <laughs> I'm very good at it. <laughs> And I started to graphic novel stories. I just let these dreams happen. Just sit and wait and then they came. And also I write some articles. You said that you found here what you were looking for? First when you decided to leave the city behind? The only thing missing is to have a community. Uh, other than that, uh, I think it's very okay.
trying